Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Quiglin. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. It's playoff time. Welcome, everybody, to the Chiefs Kingdom show, and good evening. We know now it's Sunday night. It's at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. It is the Super Wild Card Weekend, and the Chiefs will host the Pittsburgh Steelers. 7.15 Central Time for the kickoff Sunday night. Normally, we would be at one of the 19 Hy-Vee Market Grills or Wahlburgers in the Metro in front of a raucous playoff getting ready live audience. But with the tight NFL uh, COVID guidelines, we're in studio tonight. Uh, thanks to the 13 Hy-Vees that hosted us before we had to move into studio. But we're going to still bring the playoff energy tonight nonetheless. We have a great show lined up. Very shortly, we're going to hear from head coach Andy Reid. And later, I'll be joined by our Chiefs Radio Network broadcast team, executive producer Dan Israel, our analyst Dana Hughes, and our sideline reporter Josh Klingler. But first, for the playoffs, Hy-Vee and the Chiefs have a big announcement this week, and it's exciting. You can partner with Hy-Vee and the Chiefs City Year and Giving the Basics to help provide hygiene items to local area students. Visit any Kansas City area Hy-Vee tonight, tomorrow, rest of the week, the next several days to donate much-needed personal items as uh, toothpaste, toothbrush, shampoo, body wash, lotion, and more. Your donation will be distributed to local schools through City Year and Giving the Basics. Just purchase a hygiene bag at the register for $10. Your cashier will take the bag for Giving the Basics to deliver on your behalf. You have a chance to make someone's day easier, healthier, happier. So join Hyvie and the Kansas City Chiefs to build a stronger and healthier community together. There's preseason speed, there's regular season speed, and then there's playoff speed. And tonight we're revved up full 
throttle playoff style. When we come back, we'll hear from head coach Andy Reid along with executive producer Dan Israel after this timeout on the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. And seven are in right now. They try it on a push left side. Breaking up the hit. Angling near side. Touchdown! Kansas City! Clyde Edwards Hilaire was hit in the backfield. Would not be denied. And Angles near side. And the Chiefs get a touchdown on their first drive of the game at 4.07 to go, first quarter. Welcome back to our Chiefs Kingdom show again. Normally, we would be in front of a live audience at one of our high V's, but with COVID rules, we're in the studio tonight. But getting ready for the playoffs, the Sunday night football game, Chiefs against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the wild card round called the Super Wild Card Weekend. A reminder, High V is proud to partner with the Chiefs right now for the playoffs, along with City Year and Giving the Basics to help provide hygiene items to local area students. Get involved with this. You can just visit any Kansas City area High V tonight, tomorrow, the rest of the week. Donate much-needed personal hygiene items, toothpaste, toothbrushes, shampoo, body wash, lotion, and more. Your donation will be distributed to local schools, to kids who need it the most through City Year and giving the basics. Okay, I'm joined now by the executive producer of the largest network in the National Football League, Dan Israel. And we're going to check in with Coach here now, Dan, over the next several minutes. But we're going to start with a glance back to the game Saturday night and the win over the Denver Broncos and one of the most exciting defensive plays we have seen in quite some time. And a rookie from Mizzou, Nick Bolton, Dan, comes up with the play to turn the game. You know, Mitch, when we drafted Nick Bolton, other than the fact that he was from Mizzou, it didn't really stand out to me as is going to be a star player in his rookie year. But that's exactly what he's done every week since the season started. It seems like he's gotten better, he's learned, he's progressed. And I asked Coach, I said, just how good is his rookie season? Yeah, every time he has an opportunity to play, he gets better. And that, that, that was a long run. Yeah. And uh, he, he put it, the pedal to the metal. He did a great job. And Ingram came up huge throughout the game, but uh, that last one was big. And Nick Bolden making history as well. He's only one of two linebackers, rookie linebackers, since 2015. Darius Leonard of the Colts is the other to have 100-plus tackles and 10-plus tackles for losses in his rookie season. But there are other heroes. This one, a more accustomed hero, Travis Kelsey. And we're just seeing greatness, Dan, every week from Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But he makes the biggest play at the biggest time and also reaches a milestone. You know, Mitch, we've been so privileged as Chiefs fans to watch great tight ends over the years. And I never really thought we'd see somebody that could even equal Tony Gonzalez. But Travis Kelsey burst onto the scene, and he has done things that no one has been able to do at his position as quickly as he has done them. And it's not just what he's doing overall. It's just not the 9,000 yards and the 700 catches that he's made. It's really about the clutchness of some of these moments. You know, Let's go back to the Chargers game where in overtime, he just took it in his own hands and put the game away. And then I thought he did the same thing there in Denver You know, when a big third down and the Chiefs needed to convert and sure enough, Kelsey makes it big. I asked Coach about just how clutch his career has been. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a that was a big catch, and you know they they had to make a decision on how they were going to cover that thing. And Kelsey was able to you know work work his magic there and get himself open. And, and Pat have a 
have a great connection. So it was good to see. 28-24 Chiefs. Third down and eight at the Broncos 17. Mahomes in the shotgun. Broncos bringing pressure. Pass is caught by Kelsey at the five-yard line. Travis Kelsey first down and now has 9,000 yards receiving in his brilliant Hall of Fame career. He is the fastest tight end to get to 9,000 receiving yards in National Football League history. A moment for Mm -hmm. uh, several reasons to win the game and then also to reach that 9,000 area. He also with 700 receptions and 9,000 yards, only one of five tight ends in pro football history to do so, and two of the other four in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and the other two will be there soon. That's right. A guy, Dan, that stepped up, though, to win, help win the Denver game was McCall Hardman. We're going to get into the injury to Tyreek Hill in just a second. But what about Hardman's play, especially the 44-yarder when the Chiefs needed to uh, at least kill the clock or get it out of their own uh, half of the field? But what about the play of Hardman in this game and your thoughts or what, or what Coach thought about it? You know, it'll be interesting to talk to Danon later in the show about just how difficult it is to go from the X to the Y to the Z in a moment's notice. And and several times throughout this season, we've seen that happen where Tyreek went out, I think, in a, in a uh, warm-ups in one game, and suddenly everybody shifted. But McCole Hardman has made, again, some of these clutch catches in some moments that really matter. And, and for the you know, when you're behind guys like Tyreek Hill and and Travis Kelsey, because let's face it, you know, Kelsey is a, a receiver so much of the time. When you're behind guys like that, it must be hard to come out of the shadows. But when your number gets called, it's important you step up. He had a big day. This was great for him. And I mean, he stepped up and made some beautiful plays. And uh, it's good to see. You know, he's worked hard and uh, at perfecting his profession and and, uh, and doing better every day. So it, this is good for him. McKinnon is the running back. They're going to throw a screen. Left, Hardman busts it, 35 at the 40. Jen Fuel, 50 against Simmons, 40, 35. And they pound him down from behind. He fumbles the ball. They'll say down by contact at the 31-yard line of the Broncos. A quick wide screen to Hardman. A 44-yarder, and the Chiefs had the ball. Four-point lead at the 31-yard line of the Broncos. Great for McCole Hardman's confidence going into the playoffs with his first 100-yard receiving game of his career. But that 44-yarder was another big play in that game to seal the victory over the Broncos. Chiefs Steelers, Sunday night uh, at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium. You and I get asked a lot about the status of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at running back. Now, Dan, when we first saw him go down and get injured, we thought he might be done for the year. We're thinking broken collarbone, clavicle. What about his ability to be able to play maybe Sunday night against the Steelers? Well, it just goes to show how tough this kid is. And, you know, we saw him last year kind of belted out all year long. And and he's done the same through some really painful injuries this year. But I also think it's interesting when you look at this running back group, how committed they are to producing. Look how much production Daryl Williams has been able to get done. Some of the, the, the runs we saw this past month from Derek Gore. Oh, my goodness, Mitch. I mean, just busting open 40-yard runs. And then in Denver last week, we saw Jarrett McKinnon do the same thing, tough running over the middle and getting some important, important first-down conversions. So I love this running back group, but no doubt CEH is the starter. And if, if we're able to get some production out of him in the playoffs, that's fantastic. We got an update from Coach, actually. Really, the, the only um, injury is Clyde, and he's making great progress. And um, I, th- I think we'll be able to get a little work out of him uh, this week. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how the next couple of days go. He's got a great attitude. And, um, 
wants to be in that be out there. So. So the Chiefs getting ready to play the Steelers on Sunday night. Another question is about Tyreek Hill, his heel injury, which limited him in the game against the Broncos. Now, we're going to hear from Josh Klingler, our sideline reporter here in just a little bit, Dan. But I'm kind of getting sick of Kling giving us pregame warm-up injuries. It's the last <laughs> yeah. it's two weeks in a row, Orlando Brown Jr. against Cincinnati and Tyreek the cheetah in this game. Yeah, we're going to have to penalize Josh for that. Throw a flag on that. We don't want that. <laughs> no, you know, it was an interesting. We kind of noticed that Tyreek in the game, you know, that wasn't just getting the targets that he would normally get. So we knew that something was up there. But, Mitch, you and I have been around this kid for a long time. We, You know how tough he is. There's no way you're keeping him out of the playoffs. I, I just can't imagine. But uh, we did get a, uh, an update from Coach on Ty. Yeah, so that heel was sore after the game, and it's making a little progress the other way. So, uh, we're we're anticipating he's going to be okay uh, uh, to go. And he he's another one that you know he wants to play every snap he can. So Tyreek so important to this football team that's mm-hmm. obvious. He, but he leads the National Football League in third down catches for first downs and has throughout much of the season. Now you alluded Dan to the running back room earlier, but Daryl Williams didn't play much either against the Broncos. Uh, we know about D. Will and what he has meant to this 2021 football team and how he wants to be impactful in the playoffs. What about D. Will and against the Steelers on Sunday night? Well, you know, Mitch, anytime you're talking about weeks 15, 16, in this case, 17 and 18, it's tough to you're going to be banged up. You're going to be hurt. It's just such a long season. And and so some of these injuries are kind of stacking up. But you get to sit down with Eric Bieniemy every week, and you know how tough that guy is. And that persona just permeates the running back room. All four of those running backs are so tough. And Darrell Williams is no exception. Yeah, again, Darrell, Darrell um, you know, his toe was sore. Um, it's still a little tender, but he, he's uh, he's working through that. We'll just see how see how he does this week. But I anticipate him, yeah, going. Daryl's made some big plays in the playoffs. You go back to the 2018 divisional playoff victory over the Colts. Mm-hmm. Daryl big in that game. He did miss the run to the Super Bowl 54 championship out with injuries there. Now the trenches, the guys up front. I think it was the first year Coach was here. It was prior to the playoffs, and Coach had had such positive playoff experience with Philadelphia. I said, what is the most important thing? He did, it took nanoseconds for him to respond. He just looked at me and said, the trenches. And he talked about the offensive line. Your thoughts on this offensive line going into the playoffs and the importance that Coach puts on the trenches. I'll tell you, sometimes I think we're looking at the Sistine Chapel. You know, the, I think we're looking at the masterpiece from Da Vinci. It's crazy how much they have done over the, the, the past few seasons with the offensive line to keep it together, to keep them playing at a level. I mean, look, two weeks ago, you mentioned Josh telling us Orlando Brown goes down in, in warm-ups. They slide Tooney over. They bring in Nick Allegretti. And Nick Allegretti looks like a seasoned vet. He's out there playing like he has never – like he's been playing that position all year long. Same with Tooney. I, I really think it's amazing what Coach Reed, what Coach Heck have been able to do with that offensive line. And it's not only that they're that they're doing well – look what the run production this year. I mean, they've blocked for the run like – a. a it, no one expects the Chiefs to be a running team, but that offensive line, I think, would disagree with you. They love blocking for the run, and they love being that kind of offensive line, but they're able to not only 
do things together as a unit cohesively. But when you start changing those positions around to study every guy's position beside you, to know that each and every week, his assignment as well as your own, I just think it's fascinating, Mitch. Yeah, I tell you, um, they've done a nice job uh, of working through um, or getting familiar with one another. Um, And so, um, you know, that's that's important. I I like the production that we're getting. Um, We've got to step it up even another notch um, as as we go here. So they're in the right frame of mind. I, I think Andy's done a nice job. With them, just like Brandon Daly's done with the defensive line. I mean, I know they're veteran guys, but sometimes it's hard to get those old veteran guys together than as the other ones. But Brandon's done a great job with the defensive line. So, as you know, I, I'm I, I know how important it is um, when you get into the playoffs that those two groups are really are really playing well. I just find it interesting. He was talking about the offensive line, and without being asked, he just goes right into the defensive line because he knows <laughs> the trenches in the playoffs, uh, and he thinks those two are the same uh, when you get to the postseason. And we'll need that in the uh, game, in this wild card game, Sunday night at GHA Field against the Steelers. Veterans and their importance in the playoffs. We talk about preseason speed, regular season speed, playoff speed. We, you and I waited 22 years for a playoff win. The Chiefs have had six playoff wins in the last three years. There are a lot of guys that will play in this game Sunday night who have playoff victories. What about the role, Dan, of a veteran and what coach thinks about what that means going into the postseason? Well, you know, Mitch, I think if you'd asked me this question 10 years ago or 20 years ago, for sure, I would have said, look, these guys play games every day. The playoffs, yes, a little faster, but no big deal. I, I couldn't disagree with that sentiment now more. I, I we, One thing I think we've seen, you and I have both seen, as we made this historic run in, in 2019, and, and it even started in 2018, is that the experience that it takes to play in a, in a big game it just, it just you cannot factor its value. It is so important to watch these guys stay settled on the sideline and know how tough this game may be. You really see these, you know, the younger guys look to the older guys when they get in these situations. They're very difficult when you're faced, uh, you, you know, when you're looking at the scoreboard and you're saying, look, if I don't do something this down, my season might end right now. That a young guy doesn't handle that well, and these veterans do. And so for the Chiefs to have so much veteran experience, I just think is so important. And it gets more important as the postseason progresses. Wild card weekend, it's important. Division weekend, it's more important. AFC Championship, it is critical. And the Super Bowl, it is everything. Everything. And so for me, I really like the Chiefs' uh, uh, level of veteran experience in playoff games. Uh, you know what? I, I think the one thing that's good about it is the veteran guys that have been through it with us can tell the young guys because we we got uh, you know quite a few young kids that are playing right now. And uh, all of a sudden, they're they're into game 18 here and going home later. I mean, we, we, we thought we had a long season at 12, you know, uh, when I was, when they were playing college football. So it's, um, um, I, I think that's a positive to know the speed of the game, I think is, you know, be able to share that with them as important. You don't know until you get in there, but uh, for whatever reason, at each level you go up in the playoffs, the speed of the game picks up. I mean, that's just the urgency level is it's all single elimination. So the urgency level goes up. 
Well, speaking of a veteran presence, you don't think of it with a young guy like Patrick Mahomes, but this will be his fourth playoff season, and he's already won a Super Bowl, uh, been an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP, and he's got his 50th win. He just picked up his 50th win, and 50-13 uh, and 13 in the regular season. But, Dan, people want to think Mahomes has had an off year. But how much has he had, in many ways, his best year? Maybe not statistically, but otherwise. Well, I, I think, you know, that position is you always get more credit and you always get more, you know, blame. But I, I feel like, you know, this year in particular, he has worked behind a brand new offensive line. He has made adjustments on the fly. He has become a more patient quarterback, Mitch. And I think when you talk about a quarterback maturing and learning, that's such a valuable tool to watch what he's been able to do this year. It was easy in the in the previous seasons. I, I don't want to I don't think it really was easy, but Mahomes made it look look easy he's had to work at it this year this year and and just as you said this may be his you know best year in terms of effort this is what coach reed had to say about mahomes this season yeah no he's done a he's done a nice job with it um you know that fifth year sixth year you're still you're you're, you've got a pretty good grasp of the defenses you're going to see and then it's a matter of fine-tuning it staying fresh on the new things that you put in each week and I think he's handled that against a lot of different looks, um, whether it's zone or man. So, you know, it's important. You're always learning as a court. You're always learning as a football player, period, and coach. And so um, it's it, it's uh, been a good year for him that way. And he's uh, really turned out some pretty pretty good numbers and wins and all those things. So he's he's uh, he's had a good year. So now Patrick, with so much playoff success and experience at a young age, will go up against Ben Roethlisberger, who will be playing his 23rd playoff game. 13 playoff wins for Big Ben, including two Super Bowl championships. But Big Ben's last playoff win was in 2016 against the Kansas City Chiefs in that divisional playoff game with the uh, controversial holding call. Okay. Here are the Steelers. Now, Dan, we talked about in my game day setup, I said it was going to, the game on Saturday at the Chiefs and Broncos was going to send off a spontaneous combustion of games. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had no idea, including down to the final second of the regular season. So it was almost comical when you're thinking, coach has got to get ready for the Steelers, or is he? Well, I'll tell you, that first of all, the league adds an 18th week to a, an already long season, and somehow they managed to make the very last game of the entire regular season go into overtime and have it all for the marbles of a playoff seat. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I asked Coach earlier, actually, how do you you know prepare for all these different scenarios? And he basically said they can't. Well, as Sunday began to develop, they knew that they were going to see the Steelers. Uh, it just didn't quite come down the way we all thought it might coach was thinking i think same thing as every steelers fan mitch oh no is this really going to end in a tie yeah we focused um on pittsburgh the you know and that's kind of the direction we we headed yesterday and and then um we watched the game and um you know i mean we're done the last two minutes going you know what we we might be playing the raiders so um but uh, we did most of our focus on Pittsburgh. I mean, the chances of being a tie we felt were slim, slim to none. But uh, I mean, we got down there, and it was, it was something. You know, it was quite a game. So when all was said and done, all the smoke had cleared after all these explosions. It's the Steelers. It's the wild card round. It's Sunday night. But Dan, we know the Steelers. There's two things about the Steelers. They got a lot of pride. 
and they got a lot of toughness. No, and I will say it's not the same Steelers as we faced years ago, but uh, you know they made it to the playoffs, Mitch, and, and that toughness, that pride is how they got there. And I, you know, I can't imagine Ben Roethlisberger is planning for this to be his last playoff game. I think that's what I'd like to see, but uh, it is not going to be an easy team. No team in the playoffs is a pushover. But uh, you know, I, I think people tend to look at the Steelers this year as maybe not the same. Here's Coach Reed's thoughts. Well, I think they're playing well together. I think they're they're doing a, a nice job with that. Ben's playing well, and uh, the runners running well. Offensive lines doing a nice job, um, and, and defensively, uh, listen, Pittsburgh's always good. So um, on that defensive side, and they they fly around. They've got some all star players on that that side of the ball that uh, do really well. I, I slighted their wide receiver. Their wide receivers are very good too. So on the on the offensive side, so um, they're, they're a good football team. They're well coached, and the the organization with the Rooney family is uh, it's it's strong. It's been strong for so many years. Mike Tomlin's done a great job with that Steeler team. Okay, Dan, don't go away. We're going to bring you back in. Dana Hughes and Josh Klingler will join us as we get into this playoff game against the Steelers a little bit more. We'll be back with more on our Chiefs Kingdom show after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. And welcome back on this Chiefs Kingdom show. Thanks to Coach Reed and also to Dan Israel for helping us on that segment as the Chiefs get ready now for the playoffs in the Super Wildcard Weekend Sunday Night Football against the Pittsburgh Steelers, a 7-15 kickoff time for that one. Now we're going to take it up a notch as we get ready for the playoffs because I am joined in studio by my esteemed colleagues on game day, the analyst. There's the Jersey boys, and then there's the Jersey boys. <laughs> this is North Jersey. This Forget is, about this, it. This is when it's real. Uh, Dana Hughes is with us. Thanks for being uh, with us today, brother. Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Playoff time. And Josh Klingler, our sideline reporter, the pride of Dubuque, Iowa, Hempstead High School. And uh, here we go, buddy. Playoff speed. I'm sitting far enough away from Dana, unlike when we're in the booth, <laughs> when he takes some swings at me. So I'm, I'm going to keep my You're distance when, he's, when he's, in, he's in playoff mode. It's, yeah. uh, he's, 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 he's thinking back. Yeah. <laughs> So my Bruce Sternum from what, what game was it when uh, I took this shot? Like yeah. it was illegal contact, but it's like talk about broken clavicle. I think I had one. And then we have him on the line, don't we? Dan hung around. So Dan Israel with evening, us. Gentlemen. Yep, executive producer with us. So we're gonna have a little roundtable, some fun here um, over the next several minutes, and talk about the playoffs. But before we do, if people were listening to the game day setup, I talked about alliteration. Uh, and the words P, uh, I wish I would have said the pre-playoff playoffs because let's get everybody's reaction to the crazy week 18 and how we got here. But, Danon, you and I kind of talked about this uh, throughout December. How wild was it in this last regular season weekend, which really felt like the playoffs? I tell you what, Mitch, to me it was probably one of the more exciting weekends of football that I've been around and as a fan not as a player but watching all the interdivisional games where teams you know you, you hear people from the outside talk about you should be you know laying an egg and thinking about draft position and it's like they couldn't get out of their own way and that's what made it so cool is that like like you really want me to lose to another divisional team like Jacksonville like you can't 
you can't make me go not not go fight against the Colts. You can you know, the Patriots and the Dolphins. I mean, all throughout the league. I thought it was one of the more exciting weekends that I have been around football. I was I was fortunate enough because we got flexed to Saturday. I went out to Vegas with some buddies and went to the game and watched the Raiders versus the Chargers and I mean, I could have a whole show just on that experience of the fans and the back and forth between the Charger fans and the Raider fans and people wanting wanting to leave but then not wanting to leave and going by the exit then walking back out. And it was just crazy. I, I, I thought the NFL, when you talk about a big business doing things the right way, I mean, they nailed it this they year. They did nail it. And you mentioned kind of pre-playoff, but it was also for, for the teams that weren't in it. They treated it like their playoff game. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that, Houston, that was their playoff game. Jacksonville, like, okay, this is our this is our kickoff for next year and th- that type of thing. And if if those teams don't come to play, it's not it's not as exciting. But everybody did. And I think the divisional games, which we had talked about earlier, Mitch, the fact that there were divisional games made it work. If you weren't playing divisional games and it was just the extra add-on game, I don't think you'd have gotten this kind of fight from from those teams that were out of it. I mean, the Texans. I threw the Broncos into that as well. True, true, yeah. No question. Yeah, and we kind of anticipated, all four of us anticipated the Broncos were going to come out swinging, and they did exactly that, Dan. Yeah, you got to hand it to Drew Locke. Look, who knows what his future is going to be, but you could see the fight in him, and that's what it takes to be a champion. Look, he's not ready yet, but he gets behind a coach that knows how to bring up a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Good thanks for Drew Locke in the future, I think. But Dana nailed it, and, and Kling, too, in the fact that Browns beat the Bengals. Jags beat the Colts. We go. I mean, the Lions beat the Packers. Yeah, they're right. they're going. If I'm going to lay down and quit and get ready for the off season, no, no, I ain't going to lay down for now these it's guys. Bad. Now it's a little bit bad for the playoff teams because everybody got pushed in that regard. Like you yeah. mentioned, Packers they played their, they played their guys probably longer than they thought. We all were hoping. Uh, the Chiefs could back off in the fourth quarter. That couldn't come to play. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, there was only a couple teams that really could throttle back. Most everybody had to, had to play that full game, which made it great. And the league, what a crazy year. Games decided in the last possession comes down to the final seconds of <laughs> overtime where a tie would have caused cataclysmic uh, discussions and efforts. All right, let's jump into this game now as we get ready for the Chiefs and the Steelers. And Dana, I'll start with you. As the Chiefs come into this now, uh, pulling that game out, uh, losing to the Bengals, six straight AFC West title. Let's go around the horn here and what we like about the 2021 Chiefs going into the 2022 January playoffs. So what I really like about this Chiefs team where it is now is that we know who they are. And I guess more importantly, they know who they are. And I don't know if we would have been able to say that nine weeks ago. 10 weeks ago, I think we kind of hoped that they would get to this point, but we didn't know. And I think if you're talking about postseason success, or at least the recipe thereof, it's about having an identity and knowing exactly who you are and what you're going to bring to the table. And with this offense, we have Patrick Mahomes staying in the pocket, not exiting right and left and being predictable like other teams, like the Buccaneers and other teams last year and earlier this year talked about. We have a defense that is a hunting defense. We are hunting. We are foot on the gas pedal hunting. You might get a big play on us or a couple, but we're still coming after you. And and I like that attitude. To me, that's that's a postseason attitude. That's not just about regular season or playing in, in the division. So the identity of this team, as long as we're healthy, 
and we 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 stay in that zone to me is a scary thing for other teams in the playoffs and knowing that two teams will have to come through Arrowhead at least two which there might be a shakeup and who knows like we saw in 2019 let's hope for that but I like the fact that we have established an identity and and it's working for us and everybody's buying into it I think for me Patrick Mahomes is is has found uh, the way to navigate through people adjusting to him. He's adjusted to the adjustment. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like he's much more looks much more comfortable than he did a number of weeks ago. Yeah. The overall big picture one is that to me that that this team had so many contributors this year. So many guys had their moment or their confidence builder. You can go up and down the depth chart and 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 find guys that that had their Jared McKinnon probably picks up his last week, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been like it's been every single week somebody has done this, and I think I think that kind of has a groundswell of of confidence and, and burst. Like I've I've done this, I've I've been there. I've Byron Pringles had his moments. Yeah, I mean, you can point to any guy uh, on offense or defense that has had their their moment. It hasn't just been like here's a couple stars that have shined. Uh, I think everybody having a piece of it to me is I think my favorite part of this this year's team. Dan, what do you yeah, like cling- about this team? I agree. Cling to you know the the other the in the regular season because we know we're not getting through the next three weeks without some adjustments right we know that that's the way that this league is it's that tough of league i think for me guys what i like most is the experience of these guys they know what the next three weeks what the fight is going to be like they, they they understand that and i don't think there's a lot of teams out there that have been around for the last three or four years that understand what it's going to take to get all the way to los angeles and so for me the fight knowing the fight is the may be the best part of what's in their playbook. No matter what the play is called, they're going to have to fight well beyond the whistle every single play. If they do that, they have the confidence that they can win these games and get where get to the destination that they're looking for. Danon, you're going to say something? Oh, no, I was agreeing with her. I think, you know, when you talk about that confidence like Kling was talking about it and what Dan is talking about and identity, you don't ever feel like you're out. You don't ever feel like you're out of a game, out of a series, out of a drive, out of an opportunity. And it, it was a growing process. Let's remember this two and three and three and four team. I know we can go to that eight game stretch and and, you know, get consumed with that. But we can also remember it's OK to remember some of the not so good to recognize the maturation process and where we got to right now. To me, the two things that well, there's three things I like. And I compare it to the 2019 run, the young linebackers. Mm-hmm. You have young linebackers who can make explosive plays. We just saw Nick Bolton do it. Love the 2019 it. team mm-hmm. could not make that play. Nothing against the linebackers on that team. They won a Super Bowl. They couldn't make that play. Two, young offensive linemen. In 2019, I'll have Mitchell Schwartz in here next week. They were hanging on. Mm-hmm. These were older guys through that we talk about long season, hanging on. These dudes are young and full of spunk, man. Let's go. Three's the mindset. For years, we drove around this town, Wiley the, Wiley the Coyote, mm-hmm. with an anvil over our head. Oh, my God, it's the Colts. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God, it's the Colts. This mindset now, Danon, is let's go. That's yeah. six playoff wins in three years. The mindset here has changed from Wiley Coyote to the Roadrunner. It has. And, uh, you know, some people would say we've been spoiled. Okay. I mean, 
We've been spoiled. Yes. And it was a long time coming. I, don't mind I think being we spoiled. deserve it. No, a lot great. of years we not being spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> like we deserve it. It's okay to be spoiled. But I think the spoiling factor is more about the expectation factor. Like we are in the Chiefs Kingdom. We expect this type of football, this type of performance, this type of one or two seed. Not saying that we wouldn't settle for a, a three or a five seed if, if things shook up or you went through injuries in the future. But this is what we become to expect. And and I think that's great for the Chiefs kingdom. It keeps us alive. I can't wait to see the fans on Sunday night football. They get a, all day to get some gasoline in them. <laughs> and then we're going to have Sunday night football against the Steelers in the playoff round. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' first ever wild card game. How about that's that? That's nuts. Nuts. <laughs> That's how that's how spoiled they got, which is awesome. Okay, Has anyone we, told him that what the wild card game is? I don't know. He'll figure it out. Uh, when we come back, we now know it's the Steelers. After the crazy day and the days of Saturday and Sunday, we will get into the Steelers. This is fresh. Just saw him the day after Christmas. We'll talk about this Pittsburgh team that is the wild card opponent. After this, on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Back on the Chiefs Kingdom show as we get ready for the playoff game Sunday night. Chiefs against the Steelers in the Super Wild Card Weekend at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, 7:15 kickoff. And a reminder, hy has got this uh, program going, which is awesome. You can visit any Kansas City area Hy-Vee tonight, tomorrow, throughout the next several days, and donate much-needed personal hygiene items, toothpaste, toothbrushes, shampoo, body wash, lotion, and more. Your donation will be distributed to local schools through City Year and giving the basics. And a reminder, our player interviews all season long are brought to you by Hellsberg Diamonds. 100 years, 200 locations, Hellsberg Diamonds has served the Chiefs' kingdom. Kling, I don't know if you're getting any swag. Danon, you know, once a player, always a player. We may have to get him some Hellsberg <laughs> swag. Uh, I know Israel doesn't get it. Uh, so anyway, we have to figure something out for you. Um, all right, guys, let's jump in. Dan, I'll start with you, and then we'll go reverse around here and get Kling, and then Danon drawing the Steelers. The day after Christmas, played these same guys, and here it is again just three weeks later in a playoff game. I'll just tell you this straight up. I had Friday night in the hotel room, right, grab and go. I've tried to stay distance in the hotel room mm-hmm. under kind of quasi-quarantine. I was working ahead on the two highest probabilities, the Colts and the Chargers. Yep. yep. It's the Steelers, <laughs> Dan. What do you think? Well, I'll tell you, after watching that game last night, I was I was exhausted just to the end. I, I, I didn't think I was ever going to get to the end, and I was afraid it was going to end up in something other than the Steelers. But, you know, I, I think there's a, a little bit of scar tissue left over from years past with the Steelers. Do I think they're the same team as they were? No. But here's the deal. Ben Roethlisberger is formidable in a playoff game. I don't care – what is around him, he's able to do things that you might not see all regular season. So Chiefs are going to have their work cut out. I think you'll see a very strong Steelers performance. I don't think it'll be the same as the game that we faced them earlier in the season. However, I still believe the Chiefs are superior, and if the Chiefs take care of business, they take care of uh, you know the, the game plan and, and just these penalties <laughs> that have been plaguing us a little bit, they should be able to handle the Steelers and, and progress. I was thinking about what the Steelers were thinking about. Yeah, what what they had to be thinking about yesterday. They they won their game. They thought, okay, we're in. 
unless this week. Or are we? <laughs> and then they had to wait until like 12, 15 Eastern, Eastern time, yeah. to find out that they wow. were in. I thought that was, that was funny. Cause I, yeah, I was, I didn't look at their scenarios heading into the weekend. I didn't look at the Steelers scenarios. I knew they had a chance to make the postseason, but that, that one wasn't in my mind. I'm like with you, Mitch, that it wasn't about prepping for either one of those two. It was going to be Colts and, and then, Probably the probably the Chargers, right? So yeah, um, yeah. Don't want to jump into like a false sense of security about this whole, whole thing, but that was one of the performances where the, the, the Chiefs had. Were like that was no problem. That was no problem. Yeah, that was like a calm, cool performance against the the Steelers. And aside from maybe T.J. Watt being a game record, which he wasn't. He had the ribs when the Chiefs faced him, or as Dan Dan mentioned, like Ben playing his final. Final hurrah! I, I just love this matchup for the Chiefs. I just don't. I just and they didn't have Travis Kelsey. Right. Uh, Tyreek Hill was very very limited mm, in that yeah. game. Um, I I just don't see enough things that the Steelers can do that if the Chiefs just play their game and be smart and composed that uh, they don't walk away from this one. I love this matchup for Kansas City. Yeah, I like the matchup. Uh, I will say there is a side of me that's always concerned when you beat up somebody that bad, like. You have you come to a crossroads in prep, and what I mean by that is, okay, you won so bad, so decisively, again, without your stars in the fashion that they did all three phases of the game, and they get to prepare for that version of you. What version of you, what versions of them are you preparing for? Are you going to say, hey, let's throw out the same stuff we just did because it worked, or do you try to get over-creative at times? And that's where... That's the that dichotomy that coaches have to go through is when you when you dominate somebody and you beat them. Okay, well that worked, but now okay, well, let's do this now because we feel like this is going to work. And now you're you're in that crossroads. So that's where my mind goes is man, when you beat a team, especially with a veteran quarterback, with the playmakers they do have. You know, Najee Harris rushed for ninety almost a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a recipe that they would like to employ. Uh, you you went against a unhealthy T.J. Watt. Now you have a fully healthy T.J. Watt. Um, there's concern there just because maybe some of the scar tissue, like you said, the scar <laughs> tissue of, of, of the experiences with the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially in the playoffs. So, But Mitch, I do hear, agree. You can hear Danon's pride right here, though, right? You know, yeah, but he beat the, the Steelers the in the NFL playoffs. Player. You're a rookie year. You got yeah. a wild card win over these guys. Yeah, we got, we got a big win. That was my first catch, first playoff experience, and – uh, that was what one of two, my only two <laughs> playoff wins in my entire career. So, but I just get concerned around this time because it's not about the best football team. It can be just about a stumble here or there. And we've seen that. I mean, you know, the, the, the forward progress game with yeah. Derek Johnson. I mean, you know, the, the comeback by the Col- I mean, I hate to bring all this up to the Chiefs kingdom, <laughs> but maybe if I get it out of my system, I'm woosawing myself right now. I get it out of my system that, now. That's, that's it, Wiley Coyote, the, yeah. the Acme Anvil. You know, <laughs> yeah, that spot of arrogance in the last segment, and now yeah, you're like I bringing it. No, <laughs> you, we'll get him back. You're, you're, uh, I'll say this about these guys: if Mike Tomlin's running down that tunnel, it's enough to be concerned about. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. he's tough. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, he if he's there. He's as, as formidable as anybody they got. They get Fryermuth back for this game. They didn't have Pat Fryermuth. 36 playoff wins as a franchise. Big Ben's had 13. His last one, his last win was in Kansas City. It was the 2016 divisional playoff game. We have three minutes left with you guys. And let's go quickly here. But I want to ask you first, Danon, because you've played one playoff games, lost playoff games. Quickly, 
playoff speed? What's it mean to you? Playoff speed to me is still about trying to win versus not trying to lose. And I, and I think if you look back at my career, we had some teams where we tried not to lose during games where there was specific moments you can look at that Colts game in 96 and say, we're trying not to lose. Why are we not continuing to run the ball? We ran for 100 yards in the first half, et cetera, et cetera. So I think Andy Reid, he knows the pulse of this team that they will not show up to try not to lose. They're going to go out to win, and I think that's where the rallying cry around the Chiefs' kingdom can can really benefit. I want the speed to show up on defense. I want the, I want the playoff speed mm-hmm. for this defense to get back, shake these last couple weeks where there's been some kind of bumps and get back to that that defense that was wrecking people during the uh, the win streak. Love it. Dan, playoff speed, what's it mean to you? Urgency. And when they start fast and they get a lead, they got to hang on. Hit him in the mouth. <laughs> we got him back. Dan is ready. Dan's back. Yeah, Look, ready. Out. Back. Look out, guys. Go get, go get cash, block a punt, uh, and beat the Steelers. Mine, to me, playoff speed, I have seen guys wilt in the playoffs who were great in the regular season, and some rise in the playoffs. We've seen it under Andy Reid. We saw it in the March in 2019. We saw it last year some. We saw it in the 2018 Darrell Williams, nobody knew who he was. And in the Colts game, he was a big factor in a playoff Mm -hmm. win. Some guys rise, some guys wilt. And to me, playoff speed is who will rise. Thanks for being here tonight, you guys. Appreciate it so much. It's a blessing to work with you in these games. And, Danon, we got you back, buddy. Let's go. Yes, let's ride. Sunday's too far away, man. I'm like, let's go. Clink's taping his ankles. You're getting close close to me. I am. I'm I'm backing off. I stick at a bruised shoulder. And Dan, thank you so much. And thanks for your help today. And thanks to AJ Engel, who helped us as we talked to Coach today. But Dan, thank you so very much for being with us tonight. Always, brother. All right. Dan Israel, executive producer of the network, Josh Klingler, sideline reporter, and the one, the only, wide receiver, special teams, knucklehead, knucklehead, (laughs) the Jersey boys from North Jersey. This ain't no Jersey Shore, man. It's North Jersey. Uh, We'll be back to close things out and get you ready. Steelers Chiefs, after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Welcome back as we close things out on this Monday night, getting ready for a Sunday night playoff football game, part of the Super Wild Card Weekend. The Chiefs will be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, a 7-15 kickoff time on Sunday night. I am so blessed to work with our Chiefs uh, radio network team, Dan Israel, the executive producer in my brief 28 seasons in this league. I've been with Dan uh, every one of those years, and he's amazing. Danon Hughes, I called his games, tells you how old I am. I called his games. Uh, in the first five years of uh, my career with the Chiefs. And then Josh Klingler, who's been outstanding as our sideline reporter and just as thorough as you can get. All right. It's the 24th playoff year for the Chiefs. It will be, again, at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The danger alert here, sound the sirens, would be to take the Pittsburgh Steelers for granted. They are number one in the league in sacking the quarterback. They sacked Baker Mayfield nine times in the week before this game, this last week. And with Big Ben Roethlisberger, he's just feisty enough to make this game tough. They are a tough team, and they are a team with lots of pride, led by Mike Tomlin. So get ready and lock your jaw for playoff football. For the Chiefs, they won three playoff games in 48 seasons from 1970 to 2017. 
That all changed. With Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, they have won six playoff games in the last three. It's time for a seventh. Thank you for joining us tonight. It is playoff time. Chiefs against the Steelers Sunday night. And you can hear it on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V. The world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chief Sideline Reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.